0: This is a founding media podcast.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by our friends Traverse Legal. They were super helpful as we started founding media in the podcast network. Traverse Legal has been changing the way law is practiced since its own founding in 2004 with a focus on utilizing technology to better deliver IP and business law services to founders, startups, and emerging growth companies. Traverse Legal's latest offering, Traverse GC, provides a monthly fixed-fee, fractional general counsel offering to companies. Learn more by visiting TraverseLegal.com.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Founding Austin's Up-and-Comers, a show about Austin's startup boom with a focus on the city's vibrant innovation sector. I'm your host, Heather Wagner-Reed. I can't even begin to express how excited I am about today's guest. He is literally at the epicenter of one of the biggest cultural phenomenons coming out of Austin, Texas. Today, we are here with Hugh Forrest, Chief Programming Officer at South by Southwest. South By is one of the world's most influential conferences for interactive media, music and film, and Hugh has witnessed the most pivotal moments for startups at the festival over his long career. In this interview, we will learn why South By has become a literal birthing center for disruptive companies over the past few decades, some of the hot topics to expect at the festival this year, and South By's pitch program for startups. Hello, everybody. How are you all today? Thank you for joining us on our episode of Up and Comers here at Founding Austin Magazine. I'm here with a gentleman who is like a rock star in this community of Austin, Texas. He's the Chief Programming Officer for South by Southwest, Hugh Forrest. And I cannot thank you enough for joining us today on our show.
1: Heather, thanks for inviting me on. Great to be here. I'm definitely not a rock star. I am a, <laughs> a, a minor roadie in this whole show that happens in Austin. But uh, whatever, uh, wh- however you want to describe me as Well, you've
0: got the jewelry, you know, and you've kind of got the earring, too. So let's fa- And you've got cool hair. Let's face <laughs> it. Let's face it.
1: Okay. I got um, three out of about 100 then.
0: <laughs> well, you have been really and truly, I have um, been following your work for a long time, and I'm, I'm a big fan because— What you've been doing uh, to help lead South by on the programming level has just been pretty extraordinary. So I know you've got a nice words. You're welcome. You're welcome. you got a lot of folks out there who want to hear a lot more about South By this year and, and just your history with the organization. Um, it's kind of a cultural phenomenon, and we're so proud to have it here in the city. I think for up-and-comers, we're here to learn about what has been happening at South By in the sense of how you've been launching these companies year after year um, with this festival. So tell us more about South By. For the people that may not know, is there anyone out there that doesn't know? And then uh, what we've got to There are many
1: people who don't know. <laughs> So uh, South by Southwest started in 1987 as a music-only event. In the three decades since then, it only seems longer, we've morphed into covering film. Uh, we cover technology. We cover all kinds of uh, things from food to fashion, sports, startups, government, um, Uh, So, again, a lot of different so-called verticals, but the the thing that is um, constant and uh, was there in 1987 and is still very much here in 2019 is a strong, strong focus on creativity. The mission statement of South by Southwest is helping creative people achieve their goals. The fact that it happens in what is a very, very creative city – Austin, and the fact that it happens in March when spring is happening and there's physical rebirth of of plants, of flowers, Mm. uh, it's getting greener. It it just makes for a really cool combination.
0: Wow. I never thought about it that way. (laughs) It's kind of around Easter.
1: (laughs) That too. That too. Um,
0: So, yeah, I guess, you know, from our standpoint, we've been following A lot of the stories that have come out of South By as far as companies that have come and launched in this, you know, in this festival over the years, and it's been going on for quite some time. I mean, I'd love to hear, you know, just a kind of high-level recap of how you went from the original festival and then went into these different, I guess, um, um, sectors and started focusing more and more. You get into the interactive part of it and the tech and um, some of the stories that have come out of South By and some of the companies that have actually launched
1: sure well uh, as I, as I mentioned it we started as a music event in 1987 um, music is still very very much a, a, a big part of what we do and and a huge part of the creativity that's in Austin in 1994 we added what was then a film or uh, a film event and what was then called multimedia at that point in the early to mid 90s uh, That was kind of -of state-of-the-art technology to call it multimedia. And if you remember then, we were doing CD-ROMs. That was kind of what most people knew. Um, Film, uh, music caught on very quickly because we had such a strong music scene. Film caught on also quickly because you had this emerging, burgeoning film scene in Austin with people like uh, Rick Linkletter and Robert Rodriguez Mm -hmm. and that scene beginning to blow up. Um, multimedia was a much harder fit um uh and I remember uh struggling um with this multimedia event for five six, seven, eight years as as the other parts of the event would grow and prosper, and I didn't feel like we were growing as much as uh I wanted to, and I remember. Talking, pleading, arguing with my boss many times. That why are we doing this multimedia thing? It just it just doesn't quite make sense in the context of music and film. And my boss would usually say, you know give it one more year, and if we don't see any real, you know, positive signs, then maybe we'll reevaluate and decide if this um, is the right thing." Uh, we kept kind of plugging away and persevering, and eventually we ended up in. Kind of the right place, the right time, when A this all this content was going to digital, and B this um, uh, kind of social media revolution was beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a keynote in 2004 from a gentleman named Jonathan Abrams, who was the founder and CEO of Friendster, and that kind of kicked off a, a 10-year period where we were we were doing a lot of really innovative coverage of social media. Um, we had a lot of, again, the early leaders in that space uh, at South by Southwest. It's, it's hard for us to think of it now, but at that point, people were r- really learning to get on social media, what social media was all about. Again, makes sense to most of us now. It didn't at that point. Uh, I would say that, you know, again, while music and film – were uh, going steady, growing steadily from uh, 1987 to 1994, respectively. For the for the what was then termed interactive, what our big kind of tipping point, turning point was 2007, when Twitter kind of launched at South by Southwest. I say kind of because Twitter had been out for several months mm-hmm. before South by Southwest, but they were always. Um, They've always been nice enough to credit South by Southwest as the place that they officially launched. And they got such buzz out of South by Southwest that it made a ton more startups want to come to South by Southwest. They got such buzz out of South by Southwest that it made a ton more VCs want to come to South by Southwest to discover the next Twitter and, and, again, really fueled what was a before Twitter and an after Twitter in terms of the, the growth and, and um, scale of the event. Um, uh, you know, 2009, we had um, a company called Foursquare launch. Uh, they were the, the, kind of one of the first big uh, location-based apps. And on the same day, we had an Austin-based company called Gowalla, which launched, which was also this kind of location-based thing. Gowalla eventually, I think, got bought by Facebook and is no longer Foursquare. Actually, Dennis Crowley um, is speaking at this year's event, and they, they've morphed several times. Uh, some of the other, you know, big name tech kind of companies that have been involved in various forms at South by Southwest. Uh, According to a story in Fast Company, Uber was uh, uh, hatched at South by Southwest in the sense that Travis was here and had some kind of late night (laughs) brainstorming session, no doubt because he couldn't get a taxi in Austin. Oh, right. Um, (laughs) Airbnb, I think, <clears throat> I think South by Southwest was its first test case, and they sold two rooms, one of which was to Brian Chesky, the founder. <laughs> um, Goodness. Uh, so there have been a lot of companies more recently. Um, uh, 2015, uh, a company called Meerkat launched here, um, or launched right before South by Southwest. They they had a huge buzz at South by Southwest. They were this um live casting platform. The fact that they got so much buzz at South by Southwest uh caused Twitter to push out the launch of of their application along the same lines was was periscope uh, meerkat doesn't exist in its current form anymore more periscope i think does. But you can kind of draw a straight line between both that both those things and Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Um so uh we we've been lucky enough to be at the right place at the right time on a lot of these launches. The fact that you've got so many creative people coming to Austin during South by Southwest, so many innovators, so many early adopters makes it, you know, very fertile ground for startups, uh, very creative people to you know, see if if their idea will will work with the South mm-hmm. by Southwest crowd. And if it will, it's a um, a decent chance that it will that will work to a to a larger extent. So again, we've been very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. I, I think the other kind of lesson there for uh founders, startup entrepreneurs, investors is just longevity. I mean, uh, we've been doing this for a long, long time And uh, there were certainly many times where it just felt like, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. shouldn't we do something different? But uh, it's that 10,000, 100,000 hour rule. You get better at something the longer you do it. And if you stick to it, you – even if you don't quite know what you're doing, uh, (laughs) you you find your community and get better at it and are eventually able to – uh you know, have some success, and that's where we're where we have been fortunate enough to to be
0: so with all those stories, I think you know one of the questions I have is how how are these companies coming to South by are they coordinating with you in advance on on activations i mean these are some trade secrets you may not want to talk <laughs> about but <laughs> but are they are they coming here specifically to Aggressively launch within this demographic? Are they coming here finding it working because they can do something on social media that is just, that actually does pick up? I'm just curious, like some case studies there.
1: Well, I think it's a little bit of both. Some of the companies uh, coordinate with us, um, some less so. We're always trying to get them to coordinate with us, but mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't happen. 2007, when Twitter had so much success at South by Southwest, um, they worked with us, uh, although by where we are in 2018 and 2019, what they did seems very, very primitive. At that point, 2007, South by Southwest, uh, the the tech portion of South by Southwest was uh, restricted to, I think, one wing of the convention center. And what Twitter did uh, was, and we had no idea this would really work, but they, um, they worked with us to get a couple of what were then big screen TVs and they broadcast the Twitter feed so people walking down the hallway would see this and, and uh, you know again in, in 2019 uh, standards oh, that's that you know everyone's seen a Twitter feed before but at that point you hadn't seen right. it at all right. and it was like wow that's really interesting and i think another commonality here in terms of tech startups or startups that have made the most out of south by southwest that have really rise, risen to the top um and gotten national and international attention is there startups, services, apps, products, companies that that help people digest South by Southwest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And why Twitter was such a a perfect match for South by Southwest is that you have this crowd of people and you want to know where my where are my friends. And so someone was saying I'm at a, you know, eating Breakfast at Las Menitas or I'm going mm-hmm. to a party at, um, you know, wherever the party was, and it and um, it was an early way that uh, use case where people would say, "Wow, that's really interesting and valuable." They just broadcast. I mean, I didn't have to call them; I just saw the, what they did. That now, now mm-hmm. put that in the context of 2019. I, as smart as some of the people are who attend Southwest Southwest, I don't think anyone. At that point, had a vision or understanding or concept or uh, or whatever that twelve years from now the, the leader of the free world would be, you know, doing domestic <laughs> or foreign policy
0: oh, using this
1: system. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, people clearly understood that there was a lot of potential. I just don't, not sure that that. Um, uh, they understood that kind of potential. Um, you know, what will be interesting to see is the the kinds of apps, products, services that happen in 2019 and 20 and beyond. Um, I think what we'll see in the future, whether it's South by Southwest or whether it's uh, another conference or event, is things that inevitably make what we're using now look like primitive and child's play. Uh, again, I mentioned that. Uh, Friendster was was the keynote in 2004, and you know most of us probably don't even remember Friendster, but remember what came after that was MySpace, which Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) we were all way into at the time, and now kind of seems quaint. And uh, that is generally how technological innovation happens: is that um, new advances come and and make the old things again uh, not so relevant.
0: There's, you know, it's so—that's So, so that's like one aspect of, of Interactive that I think is a, an incredible story. And I'm also—I'm fascinated by the the topics that you guys continually cover during South by Every Year and the trends you see through the topics from year to year. Can you tell us more about some of the hot topics that are coming up this year and even in the last few years, which seem to be returning?
1: Well, we're able to pull a lot of our— uh, content in our programming and our, our ideas in via this interface called the South by Southwest panel picker and it's a way for the community to be involved with our um, programming uh, to, to send in uh, speaking ideas um, while there are plenty of challenges with the panel picker it has a lot of really uh, does a lot of really positive things for us not the least of which is just helping us detect kind of micro trends that you know um, Two years ago, there was one panel proposal, one speaking proposal on voice-activated technology. Now there's uh, now there's a hundred, and that makes where we are with voice-activated te- technology that makes total sense. But the first year that happens, mm-hmm. something like that happens, you're going, "Wow, that's something that's about to break in this community." So again, helps us understand these trends in a way that we might not otherwise. Um, and that is, I think, helped us stay relevant. Helped us connect with up-and-coming speakers, up-and-coming experts that uh the world doesn't know yet, but they're gonna be the name that wow, I saw that person at South by Southwest in 2019 in a you know room with 10 other people. Now she is the CEO of the, you know, world's best self-driving car company, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Um flash forward to your question about 2019. Uh, We'll continue to see a lot of uh, coverage of health and med tech at South by Southwest. Uh, South by Southwest, I say, is always a strong reflection of what is hot and trending in Austin and with the new Dell Medical School. The long tail from that means that there's more health tech, med tech, biotech uh, companies moving to Austin, more expertise, more startups. We'll see more of that. Certainly, a lot of stuff happening in the transportation space, uh, from micro mobility, meaning scooters, to self-driving cars, to flying cars, to next-generation trains, to the Hyperloop, to commercial spacecraft. All of that is certainly very, very interesting to mm-hmm. our community. AI is a continues to be a big trend at South by Southwest. We've seen over the last um, five years that almost any session that covers artificial intelligence um, uh, is very, very crowded. People are very interested in this. People are Some people are optimistic about this. A lot of people are apprehensive about this. But again, it's something that draws lots of people. I think what is very different about the 2019 event in terms of trends and themes is uh, seeing how we reflect what is out there. And this theme, this trend of digital distrust, uh, as Kara Swisher has termed it, Kara Swisher from Recode, who we recently announced as one of our keynotes for 2019, um, she calls it uh, tech clash, i.e. <laughs> <laughs> backlash against the tech industry. And this is, you know, I think most directly related to Uh, What seems to have happened with the uh, 2016 election and Facebook and and hacking Mm. of our accounts and and more and more of our understanding that um, that data we put out there is being used in ways that um, uh, maybe we want to know more of and maybe we're not so happy with. So that digital distrust. Uh, is a pretty will be a pretty big theme at this year's event. It'll be interesting to see how that flavors conversations, how that that winds its way into various panels and presentations and topics. I would also add, you know, the the underlying theme at South by Southwest is always creativity and convergence of these different industries. And I think that's one of the things that is really the <clears throat> separates South by Southwest for a lot from a lot of other great events. Is that Not only do we have very, very creative people in the the tech industry, we also have these Film industry people who are coming in who are incredibly creative, who are creating new shorts, new documentaries, new feature films, sometimes that are related to technology, sometimes not. Um, but again, incredibly creative people there from the music side and the music festival. you got 2,000 bands coming into Austin from all over the U.S. and all across the world. Um, and, and I think that's always one of the coolest things that happens at South by Southwest when uh, – Creatives from one industry connect with creatives yeah. from another industry, yeah. <clears throat> and realize that uh, as much as the interface they work with or the tools they work with are slightly different, they have things that are in common. They can they can work together on the creative process. They can brainstorm new ideas, and again, that's that's what's one of the the things that is most special about this event.
0: Yeah, it's it's. Gr- I mean, you seem to be bringing people in from every you know all these different sectors and it's it's wonderful to know that they're in this city at that time and it's it's a great case study like you said for these companies that want to capture you know this it's a demographic i mean what is that demographic i'm i'm curious what's the official on that
1: uh we've got i think our demographic that that buys badges that are registrants for south by southwest has gotten a little bit older over the last decade um and some of that is simply because the expense of attending the event has increased, whether that be the 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 badge price or the price of getting a hotel room um, That said, we still have a lot of younger developers younger startups new startups, new bands, new filmmakers coming to the event that that provide a ton of energy um, and, and that energy I think fuels the the Uh, entire nine days of South by Southwest. So uh, to your question of of demographic, uh, maybe our average attendee is you 28, 30 years old. They are a uh, mobile developer by day. They play in a band at night and Mm -hmm. they're writing a novel on the weekends. (laughs) How's that? And I think increasingly we're seeing these people come in from outside the U.S. It is Mm -hmm. one of the few times in Austin um as a rule, that you will hear different languages mm-hmm. on the street um uh you'll hear you know uh Japanese french spanish german um and it's neat that so many people from across the world have now uh, gotten that message that Austin's this great city for Creativity. One of the, the really interesting things, and, and I know that you've got some uh, personal um, uh, context here, is that uh, in 2018, and I think it looks uh, like it will be this way again in 2019, um, Japan – Uh, overtook the United Kingdom as the biggest um, country uh, or the country with the biggest representation of registrants outside of the U.S. Mm. I mean UK has kind of plateaued a little because of Brexit and because of some budgets being um, uh, frozen in terms of travel to the U.S. or travel to other events. Uh, meanwhile, Japan is is growing a lot. Uh, Sony has had a big presence here the last few years. Um, they're doing several different activations or the, the country of Japan or people from various, asp- various parts of Japan are doing several different activations at this year's event. So, again, I think that's really, really neat to be able to um, provide a platform where people can network with – other very, very creative people from uh, not only around the U.S., but around the world and, and somewhat contradicts some of our current narrative that the only things that matter are what happened in the U.S. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It certainly matters what happens all around the world, right?
0: Right, right. I, I lived in the Netherlands, gosh, 15, 16, 20 years ago now. And it's, Austin was – a lot of people knew about Austin because of South By. And so that's been going on for a while. Yeah. Um. So, okay, we've got just a few more minutes. So I want to know about what used to be your accelerator but is now your pitch program at South by because this um, whole first season that we're doing with up-and-comers has been focused on accelerators. So tell me more about that.
1: Well, we started about a decade ago and I added another element to the event um, called South by Southwest Accelerator. We, we – I think <laughs> – we typically try to add some kind of new element every year sometimes that succeeds sometimes doesn't you know in a sense that's a startup like approach you're at you're putting out some kind of new feature if the users like it great if they don't then move on to something else so the idea at that point was to how can we better showcase um, Startups that are coming to South by Southwest. Uh, this year, we changed the name to South by Southwest Pitch, um, and that was simply because Accelerator, given what most people know are accelerators at this point, really wasn't the right word for what we were doing. It, it was more a, a pitch competition as opposed to a program where people incubated for, you know, two months, three months and got mm-hmm. uh, counseling support. We've had – you know, roughly 500 uh, startups go through this uh, or, or be part of um, South by Southwest Pitch over the last decade. And by that, I mean finalists. We'll typically get about 500 applications in every year, and 50 of those are chosen as finalists. Um, so it's a great way for us to recognize, highlight, showcase um, innovative startups, innovative founders, innovative entrepreneurs from around the the U.S. and across the world. We've seen a um, a uh, real research or, or, or a lot of international participation in this in in South by Southwest pitch for the last few years, which again matches this this continued growth in international attendees. What's interesting in the last two years is is seeing more and more Austin startups make it into the finals. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that got the most buzz at South by Southwest 2018 was this Austin company that does the 3D house printing. Mm -hmm. They were a... um, Finalists, or they won their category in South by Southwest Pitch. They, you know, they they printed a house on site during the event, um, and again, it was something that that really got a lot of press, and and um, so uh, reflective of of more and more. Um, cool startups coming out of Austin getting more national and international attention.
0: That's great. I know you have a number of Austin companies in this year's pitch. When is the pitch event, and, and do you have to have a badge to attend?
1: You have to have a badge to attend. The pitch event is Saturday, March 9th, and Sunday, March 10th. There are 10 categories in pitch. So uh, they're each time slot on March 9th and March 10th has a different category. One of the kind of cheats or hacks uh, for this for pitch is to um, – if you can't go to the individual category presentations, you go to the award show on Sunday night where uh, you can see the kind of best the, – the best in each category is recognized and, and there's always a lot of energy at that uh, award show um, and great place to make connections whether it's with the judges who are uh, often big time BCs or the the, the – startups that have won their individual category or the startups who uh, came in second or third or fourth in their category. Again, they're they're all quality things coming from around the U.S. and around the world. And it um, is one of the many things that adds so much life and energy and excitement to South by Southwest.
0: That's great. Wow. That's an awesome opportunity. So I hope our listeners and viewers will check it out, take advantage of it in a future Good. Future festival. So, well, we're going to wrap it up. And I just want to thank you for your time. It's been Absolutely. Thank super you. great hearing all this history and the stories. It's very inspiring. And hopefully we'll be able to work with you for years to come.
1: Wonderful. I hope so, too. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right.
0: Thank you, Hugh. This has been super insightful. I know our listeners have gotten a lot out of hearing these stories about how South By has launched some of the world's most innovative companies and concepts. I am really looking forward to seeing what comes out of South By this year and all your future festivals. The Up and Comers team includes yours truly, Heather Wagner-Reed, producer Mariah Gossett, along with our audio engineer, Jake Wallace. Special thank you to Dan Dillard and everyone at Founding Austin for your support. If you are enjoying the show, make sure you have subscribed on your favorite podcast platform and maybe leave us a little five-star review to help other people find the show. You can follow me at Juice Consulting on Instagram, and our link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.